welcome to the Biasat Podcast. I'm Alex Miller with the editorial team. And in this episode, we're speaking with Lena Hall, who just joined Biasat as the global head of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, Lena, it's great to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alex. It's really, really an honor to be here. And I'm so happy to be here in Biasat. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you know, I know, as you said, you're quite new to this role at Biasat. So I wanted to start by asking a bit about your background how you came to this position, and a little bit about the landscape we're in here in 2022. So a little about your story, so where you grew up and went to school, and your career path so far. Sure. So I am a native of Pine Bluff, Arkansas, born and raised, went to the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, um, where I majored in English liberal arts with a minor in mass communication. So I'm loving what I'm doing right now with this podcast, as it was part of the Part of the plan when I was younger, I wanted to be a journalist. However, as you know, you grow up and your career takes you to different areas. So once I left Arkansas, I was actually working for my congressman out of Arkansas. And that's what moved me to the D.C. area to work on Capitol Hill. Oh, OK. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Found out that, you know, politics just wasn't in my genes and in my genetics <laughs> and um, decided to take a turn and actually go to grad school at Howard University in the Washington, D.C. area. So that's where I was introduced to change management, consulting and honestly, you know, DE&I. Of course, it wasn't called that back then, but I was introduced to change management and um, DE&I during that, during that time frame. And so after I graduated from Howard University, I moved on to work for a major consulting firm where I was actually practicing change management and involved with DE&I for 10 plus years. And it, it literally just started to evolve from training my clients to helping them build communication strategies to change management strategies. And honestly, on the side, it's like that minor where DE&I was just part of the fabric that I was in, being a part of women's groups there, being a part of African-American groups um, within the company. And so it really just evolved within the role that I was already doing. And like I mentioned, it was not called diversity, equity, inclusion back then, but it was just part of my nature. And it grew to where it became a passion. And not only that, it's now my purpose. And I love what, what I do. And then once I left the major consulting firm, I went on to join another major consulting firm, which was absolutely great. And that's where I became a lead of diversity and inclusion for a global team. And it just grew on me where I had the power, I had the voice that many didn't have. And I could actually speak on their behalf and people would actually listen and understand why DNI is important and was important back then. And then from there, it, you know, my the business segment grew. And that's what led me to buy that. Wow. Well, thumbs up to our talent acquisition uh, folks to find someone <laughs> like you who's got such a great background in all this. So I also wanted to talk a little bit about the background, the environment uh, out there and, you know, how so many companies have increased their emphasis on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And why this has grown so much in importance. And, and also, can you speak to the recent addition of equity to the mix? You know, you said just be diversity and inclusion. Absolutely, Alex. This is a great question. Um, many companies are increasing their emphasis on diversity, equity, inclusion, because it's just the right thing to do. If you're an employee, you are part of DEI. 
regardless of your race and your gender and your socioeconomic you know, background, every single employee make up DEI. And that's why companies are embracing it. Because when employees can come to work and be their authentic selves, then they can put in the effort to think more broadly. They can bring their creativeness and their innovativeness to work every day because they know that that will be embraced versus coming to work, doing your day-to-day job and not actually thinking outside of the box and being afraid to be open about your ideas. Many companies are now starting to see that all of this creativity, all of this innovativeness that they are building upon, it really does come from helping the employee feel comfortable in their job and allowing them to be open about themselves, but then again, also to be open about what they're thinking and how they can help build their position, how they can bring their creativity and innovativeness to the job every day. And as far as equity is concerned, that's an important piece. It should always be diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I'm going to add another factor to that, belonging as well. Because diversity is the presence, of course, of differences within the organization. And it may include race, gender, religion, sexual orientation, and more. And then inclusion is the outcome to ensure that those that are diverse actually feel welcome and have that sense of belonging. But adding equity is promoting justice and fairness with the procedures and processes of all the resources in the company, whomever they are. And so equity is a major piece to DNI. And I'm just going to add belonging to that as well, because everyone wants to feel like they have a seat at the table, that their voices are heard. And that's where belonging comes in as well. So what kind of things in the past might we as employees and companies maybe tolerated back then that simply doesn't fly now? You know, there's, there are many obvious ones we might think of, but many are more subtle. Uh, and I think that equity piece uh, flows into this, you know, things most of us may not even realize are happening? Yeah, yeah, that is a good question too, because I would tell you respect for every employee is now being embraced more and companies in the past, and I'll take from my experience in the past, where there was a time when people didn't necessarily take the time to understand the employee. And what do I mean by that? They didn't take the time to understand their culture if they were different. They didn't take the time to ask the employee, what they did on the weekends. How do they celebrate different holidays? What do they normally do when they go home? They didn't take that time to actually understand cultures and backgrounds. And today, we are taking the necessary steps to understand each employee and what they bring to the table. I'll give you an example. Years ago, when I was at a company, I had a client And at that time, I had a younger analyst come to my team. And, you know, she was an African-American woman and young woman at that. And so her name will just, you know, this is not her name, but of course, I'll just, for example, her name was Janice. Well, the client couldn't quite understand her name. She couldn't quite pronounce the name Janice. So she said, well, I'm just going to call you JJ. And at that time, we, we laughed it off. And I was like, okay, but even then at that time, I wanted to speak on my employees' behalf to say, you know what? Let's get her name right. It's Janice. Sure. But I didn't have a voice. 
And during that time, it was all about ensuring that the client is happy, that we're the, doing the best for our client. And so to me, and I felt this then, and I definitely feel it now if it happens, but I feel empowered to speak on it now, it wasn't right. And Janice didn't feel respected as an employee because the client couldn't even say her name appropriately or correctly and renamed her JJ. So today, yeah, today you don't see a lot of that. And if you do, feel free to speak up and speak out and say, no, my name is Lena. My name is Alex. Please don't rename (laughs) what my parents (laughs) probably put a lot of thought in (laughs) to doing, you know, when I was born. So taking the time to respect, fully respect the total employee and all that they bring to the job. You know, it's interesting when you think about that. Is it a little more difficult in that kind of a situation where it's not another employee, it's a client or a customer where you might feel even more awkward about trying to correct that kind of behavior? Yeah, it does. Because a lot of times, and I'm coming from the world of consulting, and like I mentioned before, you know, we want to make sure our client is happy. We want to make sure that we're doing our best work and putting our best foot forward for the client. However, the client must also understand that the company embraces diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we respect every employee. And we make sure that each employee can bring their authentic selves to the table, meaning that they can bring their authentic selves to work wherever that may be, whether it's at the client site or at our home office or even virtually on Zoom. We want to make sure that the respect is there, regardless who our clients are. And we want to make sure our clients understand that we as a company respect all employees. Right. And uh, real quick, I was wondering, like, so in that situation, would you recommend that you wait until the meeting's over and take the person aside? Or do you try and call it out right there and then? I would take the person to the side. Um, DE&I is still a fairly new concept. And although it's been around for years, it just really received its name, diversity, equity, inclusion recently. And so everyone is in process of understanding what does it really mean? And so I'm all about educating and bringing awareness first to the individual. So bringing the person to the side and just educating them and making them aware that, you know what, that really didn't make me feel, you know, a certain way. My name is Janice, not JJ. And just being, you know, totally transparent one-on-one with that client. And you never know, that client may just wasn't aware and wasn't educated that this really does impact this employee. And so they needed to take a step back versus just calling out, you know, in front of everyone. So I always take the position on having that one-on-one conversation and then making them aware and educating them on DE&I. Yeah, and it sounds like it doesn't have to be confrontational. It just has to be part of a conversation uh, between two people. Absolutely. Okay, well, so that leads into um, my next question. Uh, You know, it it feels like some of the progress made in the past, I, I don't know, decade or two, is being rolled back or, you know, some people challenge this thinking and, and maybe even use woke as a dirty word. So how do you address those concerns that, that maybe some of these things are going too far? You know, it's all about education and awareness. And I continue to focus on education and awareness because it is a shift in the mindset. 
Like I mentioned before, DEI is still fairly new. And as far as embedding it into the fabric of a company, we must be able to make this happen. And so many people are not educated and aware of why DEI is important today. And so taking a step back to bring awareness and bring education to a company about why DEI is important can really be a change for a lot of people. And because, you know, I have experience actually 15 plus year in change management. I understand that people do not like change, regardless right. of what it is. And you have to have a process in place when you're trying to change the environment of an organization. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen within a year. It's currently happening, but it's not going to all of a sudden be implemented within a year or year or two because it involves shifting the mindset of our employees. And so the first step to help shifting the mindset of employees is just bringing up the education and awareness of why DNI is now a focus today in companies and then helping them to understand what it means for them and to them. And I always fall back on what I stated earlier. DEI is not just for people of different race or different genders or different sexual orientations. It's for everyone. Right. Everyone has a diverse spectrum within themselves because you are your own individual. There's no one out in the world that exists that's like you. You are your only you. And you come to work every day with you as an individual. And that's what made diversity, equity, and inclusion. And if we embrace that and make it part of the fabric of the company on a daily basis, you will be surprised how all of the experiences and differences can come together to make a company grow and expand with amazing results, all because we have allowed everyone to have a seat at the table. Right. That's great. It's just like, you know, sort of getting rid of this old junk uh, from the past, you know, and, and kind of frees free people up, you know? So, you know, when it comes to a company really presenting itself in a positive light in, in terms of DEI and incorporating those values, what might be some broad strokes, uh, what you'd hope to see a year from now or even five years from now, and not just for Viacep, but for, you know, companies in general? Yeah, you know, Alex, the goal is to have DEI organically embedded in the company where it's not even a hot topic anymore. It's just the culture of a company. It is the culture of a company. And when a company hires an employee, they ensure that they're going to meet and exceed expectations or whatever it is they're hired to do. And so D, E, and I should be just that important and made a priority. It should organically be embedded into the culture. And when someone joins a new organization, they should feel comfortable and understand that they are valued. And they belong here and they have a seat at the table. And so within the next year or the next five years, that's what we like to see roll out at Viaset. We want to see diversity, equity, inclusion already embracing the culture. Great. So, you know, it can be a challenge for companies to take some of that sentiment and turn it into action. So as you look ahead to creating a plan for Viaset, how do you get a, you know, a broad section of the company or, or everybody invested in, in pursuing these meaningful changes? Well, the first step to change is to one, listen. Currently, I'm on my listening tour and I am 
taking a seat, sitting back, and listening to our employees and our leadership to get their perspective on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, I want to see what they have to say as far as what's going on now, um, what's went on in the past. But then again, I want to see what they would like to see in the future. Um, DNI is a change. And I want everyone here at Biosat to understand that I care about their thoughts because they are part of diversity, equity, and inclusion. All of us are. And so I care about their concerns. I want to make sure I have the opportunity and take the approach of listening. That helps me to understand what I'm doing and what what expectations, you know, that that's put before me from the perspective of our leadership and our employees. Then you can bring your ideas, your thoughts. And it's just not my ideas and thoughts. It's a collaborative effort. Like I said, DNI is everyone. And it takes a team to embrace DNI and to make sure that it becomes part of your culture. And so what I'm doing, I'm listening. I am ensuring that everyone is a part of the DNI culture here. Yes, I have a DNI team. However, I always solicit volunteers because there's so many people who are passionate in this space. And we want to make sure that they have the opportunity to make comments, provide feedback, and to provide their you know, creative ideas that we can actually help implement and they can be a part of that execution of their idea. So when you talk about meaningful change, you listen, you educate, and you collaborate. And with that, everyone feel like they are a part of the change. Right. And, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. And I think we've come a long way since, you know, whatever, <laughs> the 1950s. <laughs> uh, but, you know, there's still uh, a lot to do. So I know you've got your, your work cut out for you. And even though you say, I'd like to be, you know, where it just wasn't a thing that we had to worry about. I don't think you're going to be out of a job anytime soon because there's, there's always going to be uh, work to do in this area. So my last question was, uh, you know, thinking about our younger employees, you know, the Gen Alphas, the Gen Zs, you know, people in their, you know, their 20s. Uh, who might be joining the company, uh, how do their evolving expectations shape our DEI plan? Because, the, you know, these folks do have a different take on things than previous generations. They do. They do, Alex. And, you know, they come in graduating from college and grad school, and their minds are broader compared to when I graduated from college or grad school. Um, they are more accepting of diversity and inclusion. They are willing to be innovative and creative, and while, of course, you know, as, as young college students coming out, they always wanted to know, well, what's my salary? What are my benefits? But that's not the full equation anymore. They really want to see a company who embraces DE&I. They want to see a company who will allow them to bring their authentic selves to work. But from their perspective, you know, they're, they're technically savvy. They're the next generation. And they can build websites. And in a day versus me probably having to go and, you know, find someone or Google it to see exactly um, what to do. And so they want to be able to express themselves. They want to be able to go and build different websites. But with the fact and the idea that they see leaders embracing their creativity and their innovativeness, they want leaders to actually be able to say, hey, yes, we have you coming in to do this particular job, 
But guess what? We have all these other business segments that you could possibly experiment in. And we want you to go out there and see what you want to do. We want you to continue to expand your knowledge, not just in this one area, but in all the areas that we have in this company. In addition, from a DNI perspective, they want to see diversity at the top. They want to feel that they have the opportunity to grow and see themselves at the top, being the CEO, the COO, or the CFO, whatever their career aspirations are. They want to be able to see, oh, I can get to the top, right? And when they go to a company's website and intentionally look for diverse executive leadership at the top, if they don't see anyone that look like them, then they may tend to go to another company where diversity, equity, and inclusion is more authentic and embedded into the culture. And so that's why DEI is so important to our younger employees because that's what they're looking for these days. And we want to make sure that we are accepting of our younger employees because they are, you know, this might sound a little cliche, but literally our younger employees are our future. They're the ones who's going to be creating all of these new ideas and tools and processes and everything that we're going to need when we become older, that's probably going to help us out when we're a certain age. I will talk about myself, you know, once I get to retirement age and there may be new tools that they develop in their company now that's going to benefit me when I'm in my 70s and 80s and even 90s because we're definitely living longer these days. And I want them to feel embraced to be that innovative wherever they are. So they are a future. We literally should embrace them and help them adapt to a diverse, equitable, and inclusive environment in our organizations. Yeah, they're probably going to be a big part of the education component, you know, as they uh, interact with older employees, too. So, uh, Lena, you're the global head of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And it occurs to me that when I'm thinking about global, is DEI probably looks uh, pretty different in other countries around the world where Viasat operates. So I think that might be a great topic for maybe the next time we catch up, talk about that global aspect of DEI. But for now, thanks so much uh, for being on the podcast. This is really great. And uh, good luck with all you're doing here at Viasat. Thank you so much, Alex. I appreciate the time. Thanks for listening to the Viasat podcast. If you know someone you think would be interested in what you've heard on this episode, please share. You can always find the latest episodes on our blog at Viasat.com. And you can subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or just about anywhere you get your podcasts. 